Okay, so, hi, this is day 36. Um, I guess I've been doing this for just over a month now, which is impressive somehow. I'm unpacking, I just got back home for winter break. The house seems a little small with just dad and I. Um, I'm staying at the guest room for the first time. <laughs> dad turned my room into a home office like the moment I left. I guess that must be the first stage in true adulthood, not having a room in your parents' place anymore. But I don't blame him for staying, though. He says the house reminds him of her, and most people would think that's a reason to sell it, but not him. I can't help but feeling he should just let her go. He can't change that she's gone. He's just clinging to what's left. Wow, sorry, I should keep this light. Uh, no, I have been told not to apologize for my feelings, that I need to own them in order to let them go. But I do feel bad. Let's see. What other news do I have? Oh, yeah, um, this recording better be incredibly clear because dad bought me a new microphone. Not for this, more for my, you know, career. He said I would make the best investigative journalist the world has ever known. I told him, you know, oh, it's all up in the air. I'm just a freshman. But it's true. <laughs> I will be. Hopefully. I haven't told him about this yet. Uh, I'm not really sure what to call it. I'm too old to diary, I think. But I did some Googling, and I think audio journaling has a nice ring to it. I would ask you, but you don't seem to have that many opinions. Oh. I hear the door downstairs. Dad must be back from work. I guess I'll talk to you later. What she does in the dark. Part one. She comes knocking. You know that thing that happens in romantic movies? That thing that guys do? Like, <laughs> they go to some girl's house and they stand there in the middle of the night like a creep <laughs> and they throw like tiny stones at the window of a girl who probably just took her makeup off and is just trying to get some rest well someone got the wrong house and the more I think about it I'm sleeping in a room on the first floor why would you need to throw rocks why not just knock on the window or something oh wow i must be so tired that would be so much worse imagine trying to fall asleep and just hearing like a light tapping on the window and seeing someone's shadow through the curtain <laughs> that would be infinitely worse
<laughs> it was pretty weird though. It sounded like a tiny army was armed only with trebuchets and their sword enemy was my window. Every minute or so there'd just be another little clink. Ugh, why me? I'm not sleeping well. No need to make it worse. Maybe I should check for rocks when I get out of bed. Oh, this could be my first big scoop. The rock-throwing lover ghost strikes at night. <laughs> we'll pick this up later. Still day 37. The investigation continues. Oddly, no rocks have been reported at the scene. What's that, fellow fake field reporter? Breaking news. There were rocks, and they were in a pile below my window. The victim has stated that this is weird as hell, and that she's not sure if she should tell her dad. There's no need to freak him out too, right? <laughs> Third entry for day 37. Oh my god, I don't think I've made so many entries in one day. Well, um, it is only day 37, so... We have time. But this is just getting weird. I tried to casually ask my dad if there were some pranksters that had just moved into the neighborhood. But he says it's still just a bunch of old people in retirement. And then he gave me this really strange look until I changed the subject. Weird. <laughs> Maybe some old guy wanted to make a romantic gesture, but forgot which house was his? If I think that, um, I'm not the victim. He is. Oh, poor guy. Maybe he wanders the streets of our neighborhood at night, trying to find his lost love. Edith. <laughs> well, he found Amelia. Maybe the rocks are to mark which house he's been to? I should probably put them back then. Oh. Either way, I am not looking forward to tonight. I'm also thinking about moving my bed away from the window. Some of the rocks actually hit pretty hard. When I went out there, I saw like tiny hairline cracks in the glass. People just feel so safe in their own homes, you know? God, I don't know why I'm about to cry about this. It's so stupid. And I'm probably just being paranoid. But why would anyone want to break my window? If they could have just waited a month, I'd be out of here again. <sighs> Honestly... Maybe it's just being in the house of a dead woman that gives me the creeps. Okay, that was mean. Calling her a dead woman. I loved her too. I cried when dad called to tell me. And it's just really hard to move on after something like that. And honestly, it's just easier to pretend I hated her <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm talking to anyone 
I don't need to justify this to recorder. God, why am I so on edge? It's like the walls watch me and just soak it all in. You know that saying? If only walls could talk. Well, if walls could talk, none of us would ever be alone again. We'd all have watchers and judgers for everything we said, everything we did. If walls could talk, we would never feel safe in them. I say that, but I also record myself talking to you, so you might as well be a wall. At least you don't judge. I need to go. I feel like I'm going crazy. My sanity is restored. Oh, also, day 38. I guess... It's just the history of this house that makes my skin crawl. I really shouldn't read too much into it. It was just one bad night, and with everything going on, I was just in a bad mindset. <laughs> I did stay up a little last night. Um, I thought about recording again, but that would have just made me more worried. And clearly, there was nothing to record or worry about. Uh, it was probably just some kids. As far as the house goes, um, I'm still not much of a fan. They only bought it a couple of years ago uh, when they got married. And I just don't want to stay in the place where she died. Well, she didn't die here. At least I don't think she did. I keep wondering if I should ask for details, but I don't think he's ready to tell them. I'll just have to give him time. Anyway, one thing I've realized I don't like about the room is that it faces the street. <laughs> Not because of the rocks or anything. I just need it to be pitch black to sleep. But there is just this street light on the corner and it shines into my window at night and I'm positive it's the light keeping me up it's not super bright and the neighbor's tree is in front of it but it's just enough to shine through my curtains <sighs> dad hasn't changed them so there's still lace <laughs> <sighs> I have this weird suspicion that Dad's avoiding me. We eat dinner together, and I know he has to work, so I'm not holding it against him. But he's always finding a reason not to spend time with me. Maybe I remind him of her. Anyway, he said he was scheduled only to work half a day today. So, maybe we'll talk tonight? Ugh. In other news, I was messing around with my setup and uh, accidentally left it to run this morning while I was showering, and I had to delete this 
horrible file of my singing. And you're welcome for not leaving that in. I mean, I guess I could have kept it. It's not like anyone's going to hear these. (laughs) But uh, I don't even think I deserve to listen to a recording like that. Anyway, maybe I'll drape a blanket over the window tonight. No, that's creepy. That is creepy. I'll just talk to Dad about getting them replaced like a normal person. I will be here a month after all. I probably should get dressed. We'll be home soon. I'll check in later. Okay. Here it goes. My dad is a little over six feet tall. His hair is brown and he's grown it out so much it dangles around his ears. In the light, you can see that the gray is just beginning to emerge and I swear in a couple years it's going to take over. Um, he's thinned with grief and you can tell He hasn't shaved since I got home, but he did look better when I got here. He still has his happy eyes that we all joke change color. They do seem kind of dull recently. He wears khakis all the time, even with sneakers. (laughs) His voice is so gravelly that Yvonne used to accuse him of smoking. And when he laughs, his whole body laughs with him, and it's just so contagious. Um, Yvonne was a mother to me for five years. Sometimes I slipped up, and I called her mom, and she liked that. I should have said it more before I got the call. She was always the exact opposite of my dad. He was quiet and clean, and she liked to spill wine and sing badly. (laughs) She told me when they were dating that her hair was naturally red, but um, when she moved in, I found the box of hair dye in her cabinet. She made him happy. And in only four months, I can hardly remember her face. Some things I just have to record to commit to memory. I don't want to forget him too. We talked for a long time today and it just made me realize how much I missed her. If heaven's real, she deserves to be there. I don't think I'll see him that happy again. Sometimes I wonder how I used to get by without this. In this house, even with dad here, I just feel so isolated. It's around nine o'clock, still day 38. Just need someone to talk to. And that's why I'm recording myself in an empty room, in an empty house, (laughs) with an empty man. I went back and I listened to the first tapes, you know, to feel us alone. 
Sometimes I didn't have anything to say. Um, sometimes I wish I still had nothing to say. Day three was just reading out of my planner. I never mentioned why I started. That's something I've noticed too. Maybe dad should go to grief counseling like I did. That's why I'm fine now. Four months and I should be fine now, right? I'm doing everything they told me. I'm journaling. I tell them I loved her. I tell them I didn't get to say goodbye. That I can't understand why someone would want to kill her. That I'm mad at her for leaving him. I'm mad at her for leaving me. There are moments in life that seem static, you know? And sometimes you'll be in one and then you'll realize it and you can't do anything else but soak it in, soak everything in. And the memory doesn't fade quite like everything else. It's like the colors in a picture, but they don't darken with time. And you just have to capture it in your head forever and you can tell other people but they never quite see it i keep seeing this day it was about a week before i left for college we had the windows open because it's nice outside and we never do that all three of us were in the kitchen in our pajamas it was probably almost noon, but no one cared. We had music on. One of Dad's old records. They were dancing. I was burning blueberry pancakes. And for an instant, I was so happy. If I could go back, I wouldn't remember the room or the morning. I see it every day. I don't need to remember the room. I would trade that feeling in an instant just to examine her face one more time. I'd remember the way Dad smiled that morning, committed all to memory. Too bad life doesn't give you second chances. But why would anyone kill her? It's still dark outside. I'm not really sure what time it is. I can't tell if I'm having a bad dream. Someone has to be listening to me. I went to sleep early last night. I thought everything was going to be okay. I woke up to a knock at my window. It was so quiet I thought I was still dreaming. I saw the shadow through the lace. It was standing so close to me. If this is a dream, let me wake up, please. Please let me wake up. I thought I was paralyzed. I just screamed. <sighs> 
I screamed and I screamed and no one came. When I looked back, it was gone. I don't want to look. I don't know what to do. I don't want to leave and I don't want to stay here. I just want someone to know. I can't tell if this is real. I can't. This can't be happening. What if he's... End of part one. What She Does in the Dark, written by Carolyn Dunn. The voice of Amelia is Carolyn Dunn. The voice of the woman is Grace Horvath. The voice of the credits is Marcus Dalzell.